Hey guys, welcome back to another Trucking Made Successful podcast where we talk about the freight market, the trucking industry, and try to make sense of the current situation. How are you guys doing? I am personally having a really hard time to be honest, but it's not so much the pressure of the market and the diesel prices, but the mental and emotional deterioration I have been experiencing over the past week and a half or so. Trucking is an industry I love, but it really takes out everything and then some out of you. Anyway, guys, let's focus on more educational content. And since it's the end of the week and actually the end of the month as well, it's time to take a look at what happened with the freight market last week and what we can expect next week. So we're going to be looking at capacity last week, how many carriers came in and left the industry, the general freight market volumes, rejection rates, diesel prices, and then we will look at more specific data for flatbeds, reefers, and dry vans. Now, before we actually start looking at data, I wanted to share an article with you that came out yesterday by Freight Waves, where they state that it seems like the freight industry is bouncing back. Now, they talk about volumes, rejections, and capacity, and we will look at all of those or talk about all of those. Per the article, and I quote, capacity has been bleeding out of the market. Carriers, large and small, have been leaving the industry, meaning that there are fewer trucks available to haul freight. Trucking companies have different operating costs, but none of them can survive long on low rates. Throughout this year, truckload spot rates have hovered between $1.50 and as high as $2.10 per mile. Meanwhile, the average break-even cost per mile for truckload ranges from $1.56 to $1.90 per mile, according to a recent JP Morgan study. So interesting view, which we will break down right now. So what is happening with capacity as of last week? Well, good news here for the market. As of last week, we lost a total of 2,071 carriers to voluntary and involuntary revocations, while we gained 1,550 carriers if we consider both new authorities and reinstatements. An interesting pattern I noticed is that voluntary revocations have been slowly going up week over week since around week 30. So net last week, we lost 521 carriers, which is the highest amount since week 27, which was around July 3rd. So yeah, we can clearly see that capacity is leaving or bleeding out, as the article says, and more importantly, capacity is choosing to leave, which confirms, again, what the article says. Many carriers simply cannot survive the current rates. Now let's take about general volumes and rejections. And as a reminder, these volumes show us the general freight volume, not just spot market volume. And rejections show us how much of this general volume is getting pushed into the spot market due to contract carriers rejecting those loads. So volumes have been climbing and continue to do so, which is a fantastic thing because the more volume, the more it soaks up existing capacity and the more capacity is soaked up, the more carriers, both contract and spot carriers, feel safe enough to reject loads for a better alternative or due to the lack of capacity. 
Now, rejections are following the same pattern as volumes and are continuing to climb up, which is awesome. Currently, we are at 4.26% rejection on a national level, and this is actually the highest in about six months. This, of course, is not a huge rejection rate, but the fact that it's climbing up is always good. Now, if we look week over week, we can see that general freight volumes increased by 2.2% since last week and rejection rates increased by 9.5% since last week. So guys, we are finally moving in the right direction. Now, if we take a look at the spot versus contract freight, we can see, you cannot see, but you can actually go to my YouTube channel and see these charts if you're a visual learner, but we can see that the gap between contract and spot carriers is actually increasing, which is surprising. Contract carriers are earning 79 cents per mile more on average than those spot carriers. It's very interesting how resilient the contract market is turning out to be, and I'm curious to see what is going to happen in the next few weeks and months. Now, in terms of diesel, still no good news here. Diesel prices are continuing to skyrocket and are currently averaging at $4.48 per gallon, which is horrid. And if we look at the different markets in relation to diesel prices, we can see that only Alexandria, Virginia and Baltimore, Maryland experienced a decrease in diesel prices since last week. So basically, to summarize this general view of the market, yeah, it seems like the market is starting to come alive a little bit, maybe because peak season is starting to happen and is driving things up slightly, but it's being offset by those darn fuel prices at the moment. The question now is when will diesel start to go down? I mean, damn it, if it's not one thing, then it's another, but no stress, at least we're seeing movement. So now let's talk about what this whole thing is doing to flatbeds, reefers, and dry vans. Starting with flatbeds, we can see that finally there was an increase in volumes on the spot market last week. But of course, we are still trending way below the five-year average. Unfortunately, those volumes did not translate to spot rates and spot rates saw yet another decrease as of last week. The average loaded rate per mile for flatbeds is currently around $2.30 per mile, whereas we should be around $2.40 per mile according to the average. The good news here is that we are following the five-year pattern for rates, and according to that pattern, we should be seeing some stability from here on out in flatbed rates until around October 9th, when rates should drop more and stabilize until the end of the year. Now, if we take a look at the DAT heat map, we can see that Oregon and Idaho are still considered hot markets where there are more loads than trucks. Although I do have to say, and I forgot to mention this last week, these markets really do have more loads than trucks, but good rates go to dead areas such as Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana. So be mindful of that. And of course, we have the South, Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Houston, Texas, Georgia, South Carolina. These are tight markets as well for flatbeds. I would also recommend looking into Ohio near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where there are some decent loads coming out from there. Sometimes, at least there were this week. 
All right, now let's talk about reefers. Reefers saw a nice jump in load volumes on the spot market last week and are following that five-year average pattern to the T. We should expect volumes to decrease next week and then start climbing back up the week after, if the five-year pattern is to be believed. In terms of spot rates, another nice jump for reefers as of last week, not only following the five-year pattern, but also inching closer to that five-year average. Currently, the average rate per mile posted is $2.50 per mile for reefers, whereas we should be around the $2.55, $2.60 per mile mark. Again, if this pattern will continue, we should see increases in the next two weeks when it comes to rates, followed by a decrease in the average rate per mile from September 10th until October 31st, and then a nice increase until the end of the year. Now let's talk about the general volume for reefers, not spot volume, it's the general freight market. With the exception of Pendleton, Oregon, Spokane, Washington, and Seattle, Washington, the West Coast saw a decrease or no change in general volumes for reefers from last week. Increases happened in Missouri, Minnesota, Michigan, Tennessee, Georgia, Orlando, Florida, Laredo, Texas, and some other places that don't really have much volume to begin with. Now, if we look at reefer rejections week over week, California has seen a sharp decrease in rejections, whereas Spokane and Portland markets saw an increase. Now, Idaho, Utah, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Houston, Texas, Tennessee, Georgia, Jacksonville, Florida, they all saw rejection increases, whereas the rest of the map saw either no change or decreases in rejections. Now, if we take a look at DAT head haul map, which is the heat map that I referred to for reefers, we can see that Central California around the Bakersfield area is still hot, as is Pendleton, Oregon and Twin Falls, Idaho. Utah and Oregon are okay, nothing fantastic. Dallas is getting a bit more interesting. Kansas City, Missouri, Minnesota, Arkansas, and then Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, and Pennsylvania are still relatively tight for reefers. So the question is, where do you have to go next week if you have a reefer? And for this, as a reminder, we're looking at the general freight volumes for reefers, not the spot volumes, and general rejection rates for reefers. What we want to see is an area that has high volume and high rejection because those rejected loads will translate to spot market volume next week. So for reefers, number one is Fresno, California. The rejection rate is crap, 7.45%, but there's so much volume that it kind of offsets the bad rejection. Pendleton, Oregon, 24.45% rejection. Twin Falls, Idaho, 27.77% rejection. Minneapolis, Minnesota, wow, 41.54% rejection, and the nearby markets of Iowa and South Dakota are over 20% rejection. Green Bay, Wisconsin, 13.95% rejection. Madison, Wisconsin, 17.13% rejection. Grand Rapids, Michigan, 12.33% rejection. 
Omaha, Nebraska, 13.99% rejection, and Joplin, Missouri, 11.61% rejection. So basically, if you have a reefer, go to the Pacific Northeast, that's an interesting place, maybe hitting Southern California or Central California, actually, the Bakersfield area, just be careful of those fuel prices. And in general, try to keep your trucks in the Minnesota, Iowa, uh, Illinois, the Midwest area. I think that is the place where you're going to grab relatively better opportunities next week. Last, but definitely not least, let's chat about dry vans. The spot market saw volumes increase for dry vans last week, just like we were supposed to see according to the five-year pattern. Now, if this pattern will continue to be followed, we should see another increase this week, followed by a decrease next week in volumes. And from there, we will see volumes for dry vans go up again and stabilize until the end of the year, with the exception of Thanksgiving, of course, when they will drop down. Now, spot rates for dry vans also saw a small increase to around $1.90 per mile or so. Nothing exciting, of course. Realistically, we should be at around the $2.20 mark or so, but the good news is that we are following that pattern and should see rates increase slightly this week and next week, followed by a decrease until around November. So general freight volume for dry vans is not promising this week, unfortunately. Pretty much all markets, with the exception of Stockton, California, Spokane, Washington, parts of Colorado, Nebraska, South Dakota, Missouri, McAllen, Texas, West Virginia, and Georgia, saw a decrease in volumes or no change at all. Not great, but we still want to see what this means for next week, and we'll look at this in just a little bit. If we look at rejections for dry vans, the West Coast pretty much had no change except for Southern California where there was a decrease. Montana, Wyoming, South Dakota, North Dakota, New Mexico, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Iowa, Arkansas, these places saw an increase in rejections. Now, before we look at where to go next week to grab relatively better opportunities, let's talk about the DAT heat map as it relates to dry vans. Well, Southern California is still a tight market. Dallas and Houston, Texas are okay. Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, parts of North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia, and Memphis, Tennessee. Unfortunately, tight markets are pretty far apart for dry vans at the moment, which means that you would have to be very strategic when booking loads not to end up in a dead area and give away all your profits that you earned going there when you have to deadhead out or move to a different market. So where do you have to go next week with a dry van to grab those relatively better opportunities? Now, warning, the dry van tender rejection rates are nowhere near the reefer ones, but let's go through it. 347 to 4.27% is California. Horrible rejection rates, but there's tons of volume there. 4.95% Houston, and there is volume. 14.19% Green Bay, Wisconsin, 7.09% Memphis, Tennessee, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, South Dakota, and Illinois all average around the 7% rejection mark, 7.31% Buffalo, New York, and West Virginia is from 11 to 20% rejection, but be careful because there is not much volume there. 
So basically, honestly, with a dry van, it's a little bit more challenging, but I would say keep to the Midwest. I think that's the safest option. Try to hit Houston at times next week. Southern California, I mean, yeah, there's volume there. It's okay in terms of volume, but the rejections are pretty low. And of course, don't forget those ridiculous fuel prices that are still going up. If I had a dry van, I would stick to Omaha, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri, Indiana, you know, all of those places, maybe hitting Buffalo, New York, but again, high diesel prices. So in general, we can comfortably say that over the past few weeks, the general market situation has been improving from the increasing volumes, decreasing capacity and increasing tender rejection rates. These are even translating to the spot market like they should, because we are entering into peak season, which although I believe will be muted, will still provide small relief for carriers. However, we can't forget that the diesel prices are making everything much less interesting. Unfortunately, at the moment, diesel prices are increasing faster than those load rates. And for flatbeds, it's a completely sad situation because load rates are decreasing as well. So not much relief there. Anyway, guys, I hope this information was helpful to you and that it will give you some ideas on how to fine tune your operations next week. Wishing you all a fantastic weekend and I will catch you guys next week for our next podcast.